Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles well, away. Arrived, the found the telephone and electricity line here described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. We live in a world where school shootings have become commonplace in our news. It's become a horrifying reality for this generation of children. On October 2nd, 2006, a shooting took place in an unlikely schoolhouse that ended in the lives of five young girls. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On the morning of October 2nd, 2006, a group of children sat safely in their small Amish schoolhouse in Nickel Mines, Pennsylvania, ready to learn after finishing recess. At about 10.25 a.m., a man named Charles Carl Roberts IV backed up his pickup truck to the front of the school. He entered the building and asked the teacher, Emma May Zook, and the students if they had seen his missing clevis pin, a piece used for a wagon or a truck. After answering the man, he left and headed towards his truck. He returned, this time with a 9mm handgun, and ordered the boys to help him carry items from his truck into the school. With him, he brought lumber, a shotgun, stun gun, wires, chains, nails, tools, a small bag, and a wooden board with sets of metal eye hooks. In the bag was a change of clothes, toilet paper, candles, sexual lubricant, and plastic ties. Emma Zook and her mother, who had been visiting her daughter at work, took a chance and fled to a nearby farm and called 911. 
When Roberts noticed their absence, he ordered the boys to stop them and threatened to shoot everyone if they got away. Luckily, the women were able to escape and arrived at the farm of Amos Smoker, who called 911. Around this time, Roberts allowed a pregnant woman, three parents with infants, and all of the boys to leave the schoolhouse while he lined up the remaining 10 girls, all ranging in age from 6 to 13, up against the chalkboard. He then barricaded the front door. By 11 a.m., a large crowd began to form outside the schoolhouse. The more police arrived, the angrier Charles Robert became, even calling 911 and demanding that they stand down or he was going to kill the children. Meanwhile, inside the school, two sisters, Marion and Barbara Fisher, told Roberts to shoot them first in an effort to buy some time and rescue the younger girls. At 11.07, police and spectators heard the sound of gunshots. State troopers immediately entered the school. But just as the first officer reached the window, the shooting abruptly stopped. Thirteen shots in total were fired. It took police 2.5 minutes to break into the school and help the surviving girls out of the building. Some girls, the ones who suffered injuries but were still alive, were immediately tended to on the school's playground. Helicopters came and took them all to receive medical treatment. When they were finally able to assess the casualties, they found that eight of the ten girls inside were shot, and ultimately five were killed before Charles Roberts IV committed suicide in the schoolhouse. Of the two sisters who bravely tried to stall the shooter, Barbara, 11, was wounded, and Marion, who was 13, was tragically killed. So, who was Charles Roberts, and why did he kill five innocent children? The 32-year-old was a milk tanker truck driver who actually served several of the Amish farms in the area, meaning that this man who held his school full of children hostage actually knew the families of his victims. He had a wife and three children. His wife, as well as the others close to the man, described how he changed in the months prior to the shooting, but seemed to return back to normal a week before the crime. But prior to this, he was known as a family man, soccer dad, and all-around great guy. His wife saw him last at 8.45 a.m. when they walked their children to the bus stop. She left for the day and returned home around 11 a.m. to find four separate suicide notes for her and her children. One of these notes expressed his despondency over an infant daughter who died shortly after her birth nine years ago. Shortly after, she received a phone call from her husband stating that he molested two female relatives 20 years ago and was daydreaming about doing it again. Later, when speaking to the two women in question, police found that no such abuse happened. So, it still remains unclear why he chose the Amish schoolhouse as his target or why he even committed the crime at all. The Amish community, despite the loss that they suffered, showed extreme kindness to the Roberts family, especially his widow, despite criticism. They comforted the family just hours after the shooting and set up a charity fund for his children. And, though they rarely accept charitable donations, many outside the community donated money for the wounded children's medical care. By 2007, a total of $4.3 million had been donated. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on October 3rd. 
Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.